Hi guys, it's Vicky, it's Zone 7, and today I'll be speaking to Charlie, who performs as Sheepish. I guess it'd be a really good place to start how the name Sheepish came about. So a friend of mine actually came up with it. I think I probably have some slightly sheepish characteristics <laughs> myself, and he thought it would be a funny name. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I was fed up with trying to think of the name myself. Yeah, a little bit. So I just thought I'd go, I'd go with it, and it, and it kind of, it made me laugh. Um, so that's basically it. And in terms of music, how did you get into into music? It's a good question. Um, so I, my parents are very into music, so they bought me lots of CDs when I was when I was young. Um, I always, I think when I was very young. I can remember listening to music every night as I went to sleep. I probably yeah. I'd fall asleep to music every every night, and listening to kind of very you know classic um, rock music like the Beatles yeah. um, and stuff like that. And so I think I was just always obsessed with it. I can't really remember a time when I wasn't just wanting to listen to it yeah. all all the all the time. And then when I was at school. Um, I also used to listen to it, go to sleep every night. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think. And then I, my parents, um, you know, sorted sorted out piano lessons for me. Yeah. So I got them. I obviously saw some people playing guitar and thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. So yeah. I just was on a mission to to get a guitar. Actually, my grandparents uh, bought me an acoustic guitar completely out of out of the blue for a Christmas present. So, I mean, it's, yeah, so fam family, I would say, has been really, really important in encouraging uh, me. And then that was it, basically. Um, it's a good start, isn't it, when you grow up around it and almost there's that wealth of knowledge, um, which then gets you start to notice that passion as well, just always having music in the back of memories and stuff like that. When you're performing as the main person on stage, yeah. do you find it's different as when you're supporting someone? Yeah, it's a good question because I played in the band for years and years when I was the guitarist. I wasn't yeah. singing. I wasn't yeah. in the front. Um, yeah, it has been really different because we've only played maybe four or five gigs now yeah. as this band. And it's been a massive learning curve for me. I actually think the one that you came to is probably the first time I felt fully comfortable oh, actually yeah. being being up there and a bit more a bit more like in in control yeah prior to that it was all just a really steep steep learning curve of the first gig that we did i can barely remember it i was kind of just in a kind of like days of that. feeling quite nervous but no it's it's i mean the main problem there is 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 actually the singing so mm -hmm. i didn't used to sing yeah and it's quite you can't always hear your voice that well obviously it's being projected out with yeah. the speakers but sometimes you can't hear it that well you don't really know just singing in tune, what's going on, so it can be quite a disconcerting sort of experience. And how did it come about that you started singing as well as music playing? That is a good question. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, I've always, I think I just like coming up with with lyrics. Um, gosh, that is a good question. Well, when I, I, I spent quite a lot of time after being in this whole band, I spent a lot of time exploring my own musical world and that included singing mm -hmm. by myself and i suppose i was recording music a lot of music just 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 by myself 
doing lots of different styles and stuff and that included included singing and yeah since then i mean i would say the stuff i do with sheepish it's on the verge of kind of speaking and Mm -hmm. and singing it's not i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a sort of i'm a singer Mm -hmm. really i'm kind of um doing you know something a bit more um in the other sort of vein of rock music Mm-hmm. post-punky kind of inspired stuff yeah um but no i like i like coming up with with lyrics it's just you have to be quite patient i think i found you kind of can't you can't really force it yeah you've got to wait for the inspiration to come and it will come at a kind of surprising surprising moment often and can you speak to like what that kind of surprising moment might look like what do you do in those moments you think okay i need to i need to remember that would you Get your phone out, write it down. How get my phone out. It? I would never remember it. Um, <laughs> yeah, get my phone out. I mean, my phone is just, yeah, full of full of voice notes and notes just constantly adding to, jotting, jotting things down all the time, regardless of whether or not it's actually lyrics for songs, just kind of ideas or phrases and stuff that I might find interesting at that moment in time. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, you might think prior to the iPhone age that that <laughs> wasn't a thing, but yeah. it's been a thing forever. I think yeah. when you when you hear about writers, um, you know, back in the day, they were always had a notebook with them or, or constantly writing things. Yeah. that immediate experience that you have in a place or at a certain time that is the most inspiring, I think. You can't, yeah. really, can't really do it in your in your bedroom or i can't at least <laughs> yeah like you almost need to capture it in words before it vanishes right like you need to and the best way that i can describe this before i'm out of this moment how do you go from one except that you know you really like to then creating an entire song what's that process like for you it's a very difficult difficult process i think the, the what people often say is quick a quick song is a good song Mm-hmm. So the quicker it happens, yeah. the the kind of the better it usually is, and um, the easier it is to to pull together because you have to keep up that kind of that inspiration. I think to go from one idea to the next for it to still sound like the same song or yeah. to still sound like a, you know a complete a complete piece. So yeah, I think do it as quickly as you possibly can when you feel inspired. Move on to the next idea or the next section that's how i do it anyway i mean i know that there there are some people on the kind of um leonard cohen who who spent years writing hallelujah Mm -hmm. i believe there are other ways to do it but i don't think i've got the patience or i don't think got the work ethic probably (laughs) to do something like that um yeah so it's i would say that's the most challenging thing because you can find yourself kind of at, at a blockade you know you just it's really difficult to to work out what the next what the next chord to go to what the next section is to go to if you're not if you're not feeling inspired and if you're trying to if you're trying to force it mm. big big challenge <laughs> yeah because you don't want to lose the inspiration like when the song's at 90 percent and then you're like wow i have to scrap all that work um and in those moments what do you do do you turn to artists that you enjoy listening to do you turn to your life to, for that extra inspiration to keep going it's a good question. I think, I mean, I do it a fair amount. If I, I, I 
I think yeah, giving giving yourself some headspace. Mm. I don't I don't really I don't really have a plan actually. Yeah. It'd probably be good to have some kind <laughs> of an idea. I mean, going going for for a walk or something or listening to more music. I think always listening to more music is 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 helpful and good. Um, give up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, right, it's not going anywhere. So it's just let's just put it to the side and not and not not get too worried about it. Um, and just move on to the next thing. Do you write songs with the people in your band, or do you tend to write them alone and then go from there? So one member of my band, who's the other guitarist. Mm-hmm. We've we've done a lot of writing together. One of the songs is really his song, it's his lyrics, um, and then I kind of arranged it with him. Mm. So we 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 jam a lot together. We just sit down and play together. Yeah. He's brilliant at guitar, and you know, I really love playing with him mm. a lot. And so that was really probably one of the biggest reasons as to why we ended up actually performing together was because we kind of we 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 created this connection Mm. um we love playing together you know not even just 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 having someone that you can just joke around with and just sit around and just and just and just play with is always the best environment because then every now and again there's just a couple of couple of ideas that you pull out and you go oh okay actually we could we could do something with this so yeah he's absolutely crucial to the whole thing and then the drummer is a sound engineer and producer that's his job so he and so when we take songs into the studio he's very much involved in arranging stuff and pulling other ideas together so he's he's really really important and then the other two in my band also everyone chips in I wouldn't I would say that all the people in my band are kind of creative Mm. people as opposed to kind of just mu- musicians or yeah which is which is really really nice um so yeah yeah and it can be really difficult to start from just nothing and go from there but if you're already playing around and you're already kind of jamming a little bit and you see it in a lot of movies where someone's like oh play that again i really yeah. like that let's do something with that um, which is why I think, because I've spoken to some people, they think songwriting is a really solitary thing. Um, but especially with people in bands, I find that it's it's an integral part of songwriting to be playing off of each other. How do you maintain that relationship outside of, for example, on the stage or hanging out to play? Because that connection between, like you were saying, you and your other guitarist, it's integral to the performance and to the music. So how do you make sure that stays healthy? It's a really good question. And I think it's really interesting to think about how music can be, can come out of a deep connection that you have with someone and actually that is what you're expressing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a conversation mm-hmm. that you're having with someone. I don't know, I mean, you know, um, we spend lots of time together. The more time you spend together, the more time you jam, the more fun you have, the more you kind of love love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, that, that's 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 always exciting. Doing stuff by yourself, it's it's difficult to know whether or not it's good. Yeah, it's much easier if suddenly you just agree with someone. Yeah. if you're both there and you're saying this is great, mm. you know, it might actually be, a lot of other people might think that it's rubbish, but in that moment, the two of you have connected and you think it's great just gives you that confidence um yeah. i think that i love 
playing with people and I always and I always have but I did spend a long time doing stuff by myself mm. which was also a really important process because I don't think you can be I don't really think you can try to be a musician or creative if you don't you have to spend a lot of time like practicing by yourself and making sure you're listening to loads of music and you know improve improving yourself or whatever it's, it's on the on the side so that when you go into those spaces with your friends or other people you can bring as much of yourself as possible so i think yeah. it's really important to have to have both actually yeah. build that up because like you were saying you wouldn't be able to say for example we both think this is good if you didn't know for yourself you hadn't spent time with yourself being like okay i like this bit of this music or i don't like this bit or i would have done this differently and um that's kind of how you improve yourself right so the more you experience the more you find out okay this is how i feel about this and this yeah. is the kind of music i like do you also work a full-time job on the side of doing i music? do yeah i work i mean music really is it really is a, a hobby uh at, at, the, at the moment i do i do it for fun when we were playing in our band when we were younger i wanted to um do do it do it more kind of full time mm -hmm. and then spending a bit of time by myself um no i work for a law firm but yeah i have a, a fairly busy busy week yeah. um but i would like to do do more really i um I need I need to find I need to find the time it has to be very organized yeah that's what I'm finding is especially if you've had like a tough day at work <laughs> and then you've got to go to a gig or you've got to write music or you've got to do even the not so fun bits I suppose I don't really find it tedious actually mm. I do just really enjoy it even the admin side of stuff I'm quite happy I'll quite happily just like wake up on a Saturday morning and just spend like a few hours mm. doing a bit of music admin and work sorting stuff out um I just need a plan. I'm not. I'm quite a disorganised person, so I, I, I've actually realised I need to. Yeah, I need to. I need to make more, more of a plan to make to get to get more out of my out of my time. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of see it in terms of you have kind of a certain amount of energy per day. Yeah. And if you're able to expend all of that. On cre creativity for that day and music you're going to get better results and that's and that's good so i sometimes get a bit frustrated that i feel like i don't get to do that mm. very often because for example with the drummer in my band we took a week off once week off work and we set up a studio at his house and by the end of the week we'd written you know six new tracks written and recorded them done it all because we just spent the whole day doing it and we yeah. just focused on it and so it kind of just makes me envy you know full-time musicians or full-time creatives that wake up in the morning and just get to spend all of their time and energy on it because yeah otherwise it can be a bit a little bit a little bit more more tricky i mean i haven't spoken to a single person yet who has fully transitioned from you know working something else and their art to just their art because it can be quite difficult um, yeah. to accept the volatility of that, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. One of the questions that I like to ask is, which bit of music is your favourite? Is it the performing, the recording, the writing, or just the playing with no audience, right? Sometimes that can be the nicest bit. Yeah, I think I am quite boring in that I actually really love practising. Yeah. <laughs> I really love practising for, for, for gigs. It's because it's always just really fun. 
all being together um very old friends some of the people that i play with so it's always nice to see them and kind of the moments you're just kind of messing around and when you're writing a new song or coming up with something new and it feels like it's coming together mm -hmm. i feel like that that's my favorite my favorite feeling that that moment of like oh this is this is working and this is really really exciting it's great to hear it with all the instruments um but after you play a gig it's obviously quite 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 a nice feeling especially if you think it's gone well mm. but yeah i think i think practicing um is the best and i think writing is probably the hardest or maybe the least the least pleasurable sometimes because because it, mm. it can be a bit more a bit more frustrating yeah because i mean with when you play music you know the sound you're going for right but when you're writing it music or lyrics you're kind of stabbing in the dark until you hit something you're like okay i'm happy with this or sometimes when that doesn't happen that can be a really almost upsetting process like why am i not getting it and someone described it as having a word on the tip of your tongue but not being able to say it yeah um especially if you already have a bit of the song i guess um how often are you able to play gigs especially in london i know it can be so busy um i mean as, as many as i can organize and then get everyone together to do mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of it is on me a bit and actually i've you, you, you've reminded me i need to i need to i need to send some <laughs> more <laughs> some more emails out and get some more people together um i mean we, i think we're probably doing a steady kind of like one once a month mm -hmm. which is fine um i mean i would like to, i would like to start playing more but we're still kind of, we're, we, I mean, it's so, it's such early days for us. We're still just building connections and yeah. getting, you know, finding people, promoters and other people that, that we can, that we can play with. So, um, more, more info on that soon. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully lots more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's always the goal, right? Especially if you enjoy performing is to be performing constantly mm -hmm. and to be able to do that. Um, you mentioned that you're you tend to take care of the admin side of that how do you find that having a nine to five is probably helpful because it means yeah. that i've kind of learnt skills yeah. around kind of being as concise as possible yeah. in when organizing stuff and, and, and doing things and talking to the right people so they, that's that's one thing that you can that you can take away from a job <laughs> definitely is organizational skills um but no they're i i they're all really 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 keen and we're kind of lucky. As I said, the drummer, he's a sound engineer. He knows lots of people in music. So we've got a couple of connections mm. and from when we used to play in a band back in the day as well. So we've got a few people that we can reach out to and sometimes do gigs with and stuff like that, which is always fun. I love, it's always funnest playing, playing gigs with, with friends and people that you know. Collaborating, mm. right? And I think you can really tell when someone is anxious um on stage and you still enjoy the music there's just almost that like i wish they could relax so they could enjoy it as well how do you find that you've kind of had to combat that in yourself or have you just naturally always been like stage is my home <laughs> it's kind of you to say um i it's been a struggle as i say i i haven't i mean anyone could imagine this i haven't been the front man i haven't been the singer hmm. so yeah i actually i think as I was saying, that the gig that I did for you was one of the first ones that I felt properly comfortable. Yeah. So um, it's been, you just learn a lot. It's amazing. Every At the end of every gig that we've done so far, I've come to the end of it and I've learned something totally different about 
performing and then about what to do because actually we are at such an early stage that I would say we're really at we're still at the learning stage we're still yeah. working out exactly what we want to do and how we want to sound mm. um and we'll probably develop the songs more but no I, th- I mean you can't I think the only thing you can do is just do a lot of it that's the best way to, to, yeah. to become comfortable and to and to work it out yeah my partner has a saying where it's like the only way to learn is to make mistakes that you, you know that you realize you're making which is at the time you're like you make a mistake is always painful it's always unwanted but if you can see it as like i'm one step closer to the bit i want it to be at i couldn't agree more with your yeah. partner <laughs> i think it's the most it's i think with being willing to to make mistakes especially if you're wanting to create art or music that's quite you know pushing or you're trying to really express your own voice and be a bit individual, mm-hmm. um, it can be hard, uh, you know, continue, like believing in yourself. Um, and so you just you just have to keep keep going, keep keep making the mistakes and just allow your kind of love for that thing to 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 get you to get you through it. I suppose. Yeah. To even if no one else likes this, I like this. My band likes this, yeah. and I can learn from it. And you were saying earlier that almost performing is helping you develop the music. Do you ever find yourself you're on stage? And you're like, oh, the crowd reacted really well to that, but that wasn't something that we thought they would react well to. Does that then kind of help you develop the music into something else? Yeah, it definitely helps. I think to start with, we were just really happy that the crowd was, was, <laughs> was enjoying it just generally. Um, so that's been a big, a big boost. But um, yeah, definitely when we've heard feedback, because we're, deciding what songs to record now a lot of those songs that you that you heard we haven't really done band recordings of all of us yeah. together so and we've, we've we've booked some studio time and we're kind of working out which songs to record how we're going to do them how you know are the studio versions going to be different to the live versions and just having bits of feedback that we've had from people from friends and stuff that have come who said oh i really like that bit or or something has definitely informed the decisions because you can't, you can never hear those songs with a fresh pair of ears. Yeah. Again, they're so lost to you, really. Yeah. Um, so having a fresh perspective is can be the most, can be yeah the most the most useful thing. Do you get lots of people messaging you after your gigs, like I did, kind of saying, "I really like this one," or "I really like this one," or "You should definitely release this one if you're not doing it already." We just get yeah. After that gig, actually on Monday, we did we did get a few a fair few messages, um, just saying, enjoyed it. When's the next gig? I'll come along. I like yeah. it. Sounds a bit like this, or um, you know, it's so good. Social media and Instagram and stuff like that for music. Being it, people posting videos of you, you being able to repost it and everything. So yeah, I think that's always the the, the clips that they choose or the moments that somebody feels inspired to get their phone out to record something. Yeah. Always makes me think, oh that you know, that's that's probably a good a good bit. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I would recommend it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get to a stage, um but I guess what your partner said, you know, you have to fail a lot to get there. But no, it's um it's it's really it's really exciting. But it's also very much actually not just about me mm. it's about having found the right balance of other people yeah. that i do stuff with and like it's very 
you know, precariously dependent upon a lot of a lot of different people and things. And you kind of have, you have to like tread carefully and try and try and keep it keep it together. And you trust can. your band members, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I trust them. Yeah, more than more than more than, more than any other people. Yeah, oh, that's definitely. Really good. Yeah, and there's strength in that as well of knowing that like even if I make a mistake on stage, there's four other people who can who can cover me. Um, yeah. I was actually going to something that I haven't asked so far, which I find so interesting is how do you come up with a set list? How do you know what you want to perform? What you want to try out in front of a crowd? Well, we are still quite early stages, so we don't have a million songs to choose between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're trying to create like a, a story. Mm. Uh, I think music, often songs, best songs are kind of like, you know, they have an arc or whatever it's called. They have mm. a, they have, they have, there's a, there's a narrative or something, something yeah. to be said. And you're doing that with the set as well. Um, some of our songs are slightly different styles. Um, some of them are a bit more sort of like upbeat and slightly more punky and poppy and then some of them are a bit more slow and there's me playing by myself for a long time and then we're kind of doing like a kind of quite moody instrumental mm. like extended instrumental bit which generally would put maybe towards the end of the set because it's kind of like we're we're, we're reaching reaching journey's end at this yeah. point and we're kind of yeah so I think yeah you're trying to create one big song or one you're trying to create a, a, a journey a, a journey of some kind I suppose yeah I often find that when I go especially to smaller artist gigs they start with a bang like this is the one you're probably here for this is the song you've probably heard the most and then play some lesser known stuff or some stuff that they're trying out and then go out on another bang which I find so interesting because <laughs> For me, I'm like, okay, but now I want more. So I'd almost prefer like a crescendo. <laughs> What's the opposite of a crescendo? Diminuendo. There we go. There's my violin from Olivia himself. I'd almost prefer that. But let's start strong. And then when I've been standing for an hour and a half, then let's get the lullabies in. But no, that's really interesting. And I think it's so much, almost as much as the songs that you play, it says a lot the order that you play them in. Do you find that you're just like, yeah, this one, and this one, and this one, this one, and then we'll we'll go. Yeah, it makes sense. We're, we, you're always tinkering with it, mm. and actually, it's probably something we're playing at the Troubadour, um, and we're supporting a folk band, yeah, like a kind of folk electric band, and so we're thinking about maybe doing a slightly different set because of mm. the environment of that evening. Yeah. You know, maybe a bit less of a bang generally throughout. <laughs> Um, so you're always trying to play the environment that you're in as well mm-hmm. um, and who you're supporting, if you're supporting or if you're headlining. If you're headlining, then you just play all, all your all, you want, yeah. everything and whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, 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 a, it's a fun thing. I think there are, there are certain things that you think are kind of just naturally, that naturally feels like an opener and this, and that naturally feels like a closer. Yeah, and then it's probably harder for the middle ones. But uh, I would love performing to people that you. It's it's the it's the ultimate test, I suppose, yeah. of whether or not someone's actually interested in what you're doing. Is if they're there for someone else, or or if um, you know, they've never heard your music before and they don't know who you are. It's love. I I mean, it's it's the same thing as playing playing to one of your friends. It's it's fun and nice, but actually, playing to people that have come out to see music generally 
um, and are interested in music, and that's why they've come out. And that's the only reason. Yeah, they're, 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 they're always the people that are most exciting to play to. So yeah, I really, I really like it. I wanted okay. to give you an opportunity to share, for example, some stuff that's coming up, if you're performing anywhere, um, if you've got anything coming out. Um, I mean, I would just say, yeah, so we've got this gig on Saturday the 28th at the Troubadour. Um, I think we're on at around 9pm, supporting this really, really interesting folk folk band who are just, who are just starting up. Um, and then we will be releasing two singles a double a double single yeah. um with live videos as well and also the plan is for a soundtrack that i did for a short documentary is going to be released on a small label probably over the next few months nice. so that's what's in the in, in, in the in the pipeline but hopefully many many more gigs many more. yeah coming up thank you so much for coming on to the podcast it's been incredible speaking with you thank you so much for having me it's been really 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 fun oh i'm glad to hear it